This is The Jerry Callahan Show. The meltdown begin. Elon Musk <laughs> looks like it's actually going to happen. He is going to take over Twitter. He's got a clean house. Hopefully he's going to move the whole operation to Texas and we can watch all these spoiled brats who are working for Twitter just meltdown on, on their own platform. It's already begun. Uh, we have video of him entering the building. We have tweets from some of his employees crying about an actual champion of free speech taking over their, uh, their, pl- their, their place. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Can't wait. Will Donald Trump be the first po- person he reinstates? I don't think so. I'll tell you who I think it's going to be. Um, we got 12 days to the all important midterms and the uh, Democrats are hammering home some really important messages Joe Biden went before the media yesterday to talk about racist legroom on airplanes. Yes, legroom on planes is now racist. Kamala Harris was singing the praises of yellow school buses. She loves yellow school buses, and she remembers fondly taking the bus to school each day. I'm pretty sure it was a short bus, but uh, we will play that insane sound, the latest from Kamala. And, uh, Two of my representatives, Liz Warren and Ayanna Presley, they proved to be the biggest cowards in Washington. They went on a tour to push this uh, this uh, scam, canceling student debt, and they wouldn't answer. They wouldn't even engage a heckler who wants to know why they are supporting nuclear war. It's a great question. It's much more important than than student debt. But these two cowards wouldn't even uh, wouldn't even defend their position. It, it's amazing. We're on the brink of nuclear war, but uh, we, we're busy talking about yellow school buses and racist legroom. Uh, Daryl Brooks found guilty, and I will say this. I'm really disappointed. Two aspects of this. I'll get to it. Two aspects of this. Really disappointed me yesterday. I'm glad he's convicted. Of course he's convicted. I hope the families get some solace in this, but uh, it was a disappointing culmination climax to this trial. And it's NFL Thursday. Tom Brady takes the field, trying to avoid three straight losses. Uh, Mac Jones, we believe will start for the Patriots. We will uh, give you our picks with our friend Montante. Get into all that and lots more in today's Callahan show brought to you by my pillow. We love MyPillow. Just go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98, is only $19.98 with code word Jerry. MyPillow is made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on. Get it now and you can support this show. Because like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from my pillow, not only are you helping out us, but you're joining in the fight against the cancel culture crowd. My pillow isn't in big box stores for obvious reasons, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from mypillow.com using code word Jerry. You get the Giza sheets, buy one, get one free, half off slippers, six piece towel sets, regular $109.99, just $39.99 with code word Jerry. That's mypillow.com, promo code Jerry. All right, before we get started, I got a question. I'll, I'll ask you, Ironhead. I'll ask anybody on the comment line. Do you know anybody that will buy Prince Harry's memoir 
Prince Harry, this this uh, just came out. This just broke. Prince Harry's memoirs coming out later this year, maybe first of next year. It's called Spare. I don't even know why. Uh, they they, they explain it. Spare. Uh, so he's, he's writing his life story. This spoiled brat. This inbred spoiled brat. The, uh, the publisher is paying him. It is Penguin Random House. A $20 million advance. A three-book deal worth uh, almost $40 million to, to, for this guy to tell his story. I guess they'll get there. They'll recoup their money. There's enough brain-dead view fans. He's, and you know he'll make a tour. It'll be on MSNBC talking about, you know, starvation in the third world and all this. And uh, he'll be on The View. Um, but uh, he's, he's getting a $20 million advance. He announced that he's donating $1.5 million to some children's charity in Africa. So he's donating 1.5 million out of the 40 million they're going to pay him. And we're supposed to pat him on the head. But I look at this, all the, the, they got the cover. It's just his face. And it says the word spare. But can you imagine spending your hard earned money on Prince Harry's memoir and sitting down and reading it? God, there's so many signs of the apocalypse, but this has got to be near the top. I mean, who cares? So what? He was born into royalty. You know, his mother died. We all know that, you know, Prince died. She died. So, you know, so what? And he, and he married this gold digging charlatan, Meghan Markle. I'm sure he'll say nothing. I'm sure he'll give you nothing uh, in terms of inside stuff, but some, somehow, some way this is going to sell and he's going to be on tour and it's going to be obnoxious. I guess, I guess we'll be here to mock and ridicule. That is our job. And, uh, so we'll begin, you know what? I'm going to begin with Liz and Ayana. I have to. This is driving me crazy. I don't know why more people aren't, uh, aren't picking up on this. But um, earlier this week, I believe it was earlier this week, there was a letter uh, crafted by 30 progressive members of uh, Congress, the Congressional Progressive Caucus, um, imploring the White House, imploring the president to pursue peace talks in Ukraine. You know, there's, in, uh, there's varying numbers, but there's been tens of thousands of civilians killed on both sides. There's been children and old ladies and families wiped out. You saw that story, I believe, on 60 Minutes about the whole town, Buka, I believe it is, where all these innocent people have been killed. They're burying them in, in, in mass graves, just destroying families, destroying lives. So being liberals, uh, I think some of them said, let's, um, you know, let's push for peace. Let's, let's beg, let's implore the president and the administration to, to do what they can to stop escalating this war and start down the road toward peace. Let's negotiate a settlement. That's the only way to stop the killing. Nobody, uh, Russia's not going to surrender anytime soon. Zelensky's not going to, just not going to put down his weapons. He loves this. He's making too I mean, much money. I mean, there's a lot of money in it for Zelensky and his pals, and they're not going to bring an end to this. So it's up to us. The shining city, shining city on the hill has to be the one to start this process Good for them. That's what liberals used to do. They used to want peace. They used to push for peace. They used to protest war. Something different happened this time when they when they held a vote. Every single Democrat voted to just keep sending 
billions and billions and billions and escalating the war that is killing tens of thousands of civilians. And the only way this ends without further death and destruction, the only way this ends maybe without nuclear, nuclear missiles is for them to insist that both sides sit down at the table and hammer out a negotiation, hammer out a peace agreement. Good. That's what progressives used to do. Well, a day later, they retracted the statement. These people are such frauds, such liars, such cowards. Ayanna Presley, the whole squad, I believe, signed it. It was uh, led by Pramalia Jayapal. AOC signed it. Ayanna Presley signed it. A day, I, mean, I want to get the exact, uh, the exact date. They drafted the, oh, allegedly they drafted the letter months ago. Good, good. And they released it. And a day later, they retracted it saying we didn't really mean it. 30 members of Congress. Have you ever seen a better, a, a more, a bigger profile in cowardice than these people saying, oh no, we're all in on the war. We didn't mean it. It was just, you know, it was just a trial run. We didn't really mean we wanted peace. Let's go, Ukraine, keep bombing, keep killing. Let's go. So we get to, we end up in a nuclear conflict. You know what? It's, it's important that we defend Ukraine. Putin's bad. Putin's evil. We're not Putin puppets. Somehow this was that this, the, the someone, uh, this was them stepping out of line. Can't have that. Can't have progressives, liberals step out of line and oppose war. So they, 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 they retract the statement. They say, no, no, we're all in. Um, here's a quote from Jayapal. Because of the timing, our message is being conflated by some as being equivalent to the recent statement by Republican leader Kevin McCarthy threatening to end aid to Ukraine if Republicans take over. Nothing could be further from the truth. Um, we agree with the administration that it is not America's place to pressure Ukraine's government regarding sovereign decisions. And with the principle you have enunciated that there should be nothing about Ukraine without Ukraine. So we'll send $60 billion to them, weapons and aid, and we will literally pay members of Zelensky's administration. We pay their debts, we pay their payroll, and according to these frauds, these liars in Congress, it's not our place to uh, urge them to seek peace talks. Keep on fighting, keep on killing. Uh, we believe now that there's a 40% chance that Putin uses nukes, but what the hell? It's important. We need to defend the Donbass region. It, this is utter madness. I, I can't believe that, that it's still, that we're, we've reached this point. Um, which brings us to yesterday. I'm, I'm sorry. Every time I, I, I look at, uh, hear from Ayanna Presley, Liz Warren, I feel like, like issuing uh, like a mass email to everybody in America, 330 million Americans and saying, I'm sorry, our representatives, my Senator, senior Senator, my Congressperson are utter disgraces to this country. They are embarrassments. They're just awful, awful people and awful, awful elected representatives. They're on tour right now around Massachusetts. But somehow, I mean, I can't even get my mind around this. 
They're on tour like a bus tour, stopping at places, urging people who have student debt to apply for uh, this handout. So think about that. We have this ridiculous, unpopular uh, uh, executive order from, from Biden to forgive student debt. Now, there's no such thing as forgiving debt or canceling debt. You're just transferring it. You're transferring it to the people who did the right thing, people who showed discipline, who didn't take out loans they couldn't pay back, who went to whatever state school, community college, or didn't go to college, joined the military, learned to trade. Those people have to now pay the debts of the deadbeats with graduate degrees. I will reiterate, 57% of the people eligible for this student debt relief have graduate degrees. They are lawyers. <laughs> they have masters. And because they took out more than they could pay back. A great example is AOC. She has $17,000 worth of debt. She makes more than 200000 a year. And she wants the, the, the waitress and waiter who, or, or the, you know, the guy working at the gas station to pay her debt. It's immoral. It's wrong. It's nuts. But it is something my elected officials, my, my senator, my congressperson, are absolutely devoted to. It means that if you follow Ayanna Presley, nothing matters to her more than getting relief, paying the debts of, of, gradu, of, of, of uh, graduate students who just don't want to pay back their loans. It's more important to her than anything, including world war. So it's one thing to tell these bums, we're going to pay your debts. It's another thing to literally go on tour to shake them by the, by the throat and say, you got to apply. I mean, they, they, they don't even expect them to take this little bit of initiative to actually go and apply for this handout themselves. <laughs> this, this person, this congressperson making you know, 180,000, this Senator, I mean, the hell with that. They're making millions. Let's be honest. Ayanna Presley and Liz Warren are getting rich and they're going on tour Tell, spitting in the face of people who work for a living and telling the bums who won't pay their debts, we got your back, all right? As if that's not grading enough, they're doing it while ignoring questions about their support for the war in Ukraine, war that's cost the taxpayers $60 billion so far and is going to cost them much more, and a war that seems to be escalating every day. I mentioned this the other day. There's a Newsmax report that a, uh, people in the Defense Department estimate the chances that Putin uses nukes at 40%. This was what uh, Greg Kelly was reporting on news, and he's got good sources, 40% chance that he nukes Ukraine. So the only way out of this is peace talks. And not only are you not uh, allowed to mention them, but if you do, the Biden regime will force you to retract that and apologize, which brings us to yesterday. I mean, we, we've seen these hecklers going after AOC. And again, I tip my cap to them. These are genuine liberals, anti-war activists who are disgusted with AOC, this absolute fraud talking about, you know, working people and, uh, and, 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 and she'll sit there and, and laugh at people who want her to support peace, want her to oppose war, which may lead to world war, which may lead to nuclear war, which may cost millions of, uh, of people, including Americans, their lives. 
they just cavalierly say, oh, no, we're with Ukraine. Can't you see the Ukraine flag in my, in my bio? Oh, we're with Ukraine. Putin bad. Putin evil. Okay. Putin bad. Does that mean we want to lose American lives? Does that mean we want to sacrifice hundreds of thousands of innocent Ukrainians because Putin bad? I mean, do we want to live in this fantasy land where we say, yeah, we're all in. I mean, these frauds, these, these like, like this other uh, rep from Massachusetts, Jake Oakenclaus. Remember her? Remember Jake Oakenclaus? She appeared with Biden down at Somerset. She's, she's one of my favorite reps. Anyway, Oakenclaus is like, oh, no, we're with Ukraine. Adam Kinziger, oh, you're, you're a Putin puppet if you don't support nuclear war. This is utter madness. And it's being driven by alleged progressives. Hell, Kevin McCarthy just hinted they may stop. All he said was we're not going to continue to give Ukraine a blank check. That was his word. A blank check in January when we take Congress. Who could be against that? Well, we now know every Democrat, everyone in the Biden regime, everyone in the mainstream media, they're against saying you don't want to give a blank check to some country in Eastern Europe that, that, that is fighting over their border with Russia. Everybody in, in power supports giving them a blank check. Yes, they do. They're upset that McCarthy said no more blank checks. This is that brain, brainless, that pea brain uh, from BU, AOC, getting heckled. And I loved it. I hope they keep it up because God, what frauds, alleged progressives, liberals. And they, they have no intention of stopping the, the, the money train to, to Ukraine to keep this war going. But so these frauds, Liz Warren and Ayanna Presley, imagine that you got all these problems in the world. We got recession. We got inflation. We got an open southern border. We got crime. We got war. And they're spending their time and energy tra- traveling around the state to remind these deadbeats who won't pay their debts that they will pay, that we work, people who, who pay taxes will pick up the tab for them. That's how they spend their time and energy, reminding these morons who are probably whatever, I don't know, sitting there watching the view, stoned out of their minds, say, hey, dude, you don't have to pay your debts. We got you. Don't have to pay you. You, The loans you took out, we're good. That's how they spend their day, going on tour. Anyway, they make an appearance. I don't even know where this is. Is Can you find out where this is? They make this uh, appearance where they're sitting there and everyone's holding hands saying, oh, good. Wait, you don't have to pay any pay back your loans, everybody. This is great. Uh, and they get heckled by liberals, I assume. I'm just going to assume they're liberals. They went there. And they want to know why our senator, my congressperson, are, are pushing to escalate this war, which involves no vital U.S. interests. None, unless you count Hunter Biden's money laundering schemes. Joe Biden, the Biden crime families, money laundering schemes. No U.S. vital interests. We're just going to write them a blank check and wait for Putin to shoot, to fire a nuclear missile into uh, into Kiev. And then what will we do? Oh, well, you know, it's we got to we got to stop them. Let's go. Let's go. You know, troops on the ground. That's what's coming next. And that's OK with these liars, these frauds, these phonies. Uh, let's get to it. It was a student, a student debt gathering. Where uh, is it? A student debt cancellation event. It doesn't say where. I knew that part. 
Um, okay, whatever. This is them in, in on tour in Massachusetts, a little bus tour to remind the deadbeats that they've uh, they don't have to pay back their loans. Go ahead, play play, play this. Two hecklers, by the way. One of them, uh, he gets to go for a while. Another heckler, they they shut down. They walk off. These cowards. There's no other word for it. These spineless cowards, who are getting paid by the taxpayers, whose job is it it is to re- represent the people of Massachusetts, don't have the slightest bit of courage to to, uh, to address this issue, to answer the charges, to to engage a protester who just doesn't want nuclear war. Imagine, imagine the gall interrupting this stupid appearance, talking about cancellation of student debt to talk about, you know, nuclear wars, not nothing important, just nuclear war. Go ahead and um, play it. Let's it watch. The Grove Hall branch of the Boston Public Library in Dorchester. Excellent. Let's watch. Senator, you have got to stop funding Nazi-infested Ukrainian regimes. You are bringing us to the brink of nuclear war. You have got those billions could be used for a lot of good things here in the U.S. Instead of funding Nazis in Ukraine, they're preparing a dirty bomb to detonate and blame on Russia. This is not why we're here. I am here to make sure. Question, Liz. Answer the question, Ayana. Do you want nuclear war? Damn good question. By the way, they're pushing them out of the out of the room. You know, they have more. Look at this. These people with their masks on. Just they're just larpers. That's all. Just pretending. Um, the guy, the the guy who was trying to push him out with the red hat, uh, says something about black and brown people. And he yeah. says, "Yeah, I'm I'm black or brown, or whatever." I guess he's. I don't know what he is. You can see the back of his head. But that's all, all these care, people care about race and the non-working class, the people who don't want to pay their debts and, and race. If it doesn't involve those that don't care, they don't care. Nuclear war. Wait, wait. Will women and children of color be hardest hit? Then we're in. They, they shove the guy out and then they start high fiving each other and going back to talking about uh, uh, forgiving student loans. And another guy steps up. A white guy starts berating them for their support of endless war in Ukraine. This guy, they have no tolerance for this now. These people are despicable. Think of it. Most, uh, well, not most, many Congress people, they're used to the fight. They get, they get heckled all the time. They get, uh, 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 they get challenged by the mainstream media. The Ayanna Presley and Liz Warren live in this bubble Obviously, the media supports them. I mean, without the media, without the Boston Globe, neither of them would be in office. That's, you know, that's their PR arm, the Boston Globe. There's nobody in the Boston media, New England media, and national media who ever, ever challenges them. They just live in this bubble, and they don't know what to do when one of their constituents actually challenges them. They have no, they get them out of here. We're talking about student loan. Who cares about nuclear war? 
God, keep play play some more. We got a new we got a new heckler here. None of this matters. None of this matters if there's a nuclear war and we all die. In 2018, there was a legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. None of this matters. None of this matters if we get in a nuclear war. Boy, that sounds really irrational. They don't want to hear it. They're busy with the student loan scam. They're busy. They push the guy out of the room, and those two gutless cowards, Warren and Presley, just stand there. Look at Presley. We're standing in the back, just waiting, saying, "Oh, wait, but nuclear war will that affect women of color? Then I'll then I'll have something to say. But if it doesn't, if it just kills like millions of people." indiscriminately i don't care if she can't use it to divide along racial lines she has no interest every time she talks about student don't uh, loan debt she talks about uh, people of color or the hardest hit and all that nonsense same with that lion fraud liz warren the fake indian doesn't have the guts to answer why she voted to escalate the war why she supports more war why she doesn't care that we're on the brink of a nuclear conflict with Russia and she's all in, all in. These people are just disgusting. God, I can't wait. I pray, please, God, let them get their ass kicked in 12 days and and put these two frauds in the minority, make them just irrelevant backbenchers because that's that's the the best they deserve. These They're just disgusting. Ayanna Presley can really rock a bald head, though. I got to give her something. Yeah, that that works for her, man. Plus, she can make it makes her more of a victim. She plays the victim card. Now she's a you know, obviously an African American woman. Uh, you know, had, you know, can't catch a break in life. The whole world's against her. Everyone's. I mean, she's sitting in Congress in a safe seat. She's an overt racist. Uh, she she lies constantly about the cops. I'm still waiting for someone to ask her about the 70 people she claimed were murdered by cops in the aftermath of the Derek Chauvin verdict. She said it. You can find it on YouTube. We played it. She has never even been asked where, when, who. What are you talking about? 70 people murdered by cops. She lies about cops and nobody cares. There's no media to call her out. Either they're on her team like the Boston Globe, there to support her, or they're afraid of her, one or the other. But nobody dares call her out. And but she's got whatever it is alopecia. She's a black woman, so she's a perpetual victim, which is how she likes to live her life. Will, anyway. Smith, Will Smith defended her honor. <laughs> All right, that's true. That she she does. She looks better with a bald head than she did with hair. She looks mm. younger. She looks tougher. She's, she's mean, man. I wouldn't want to mess with her. She is, she is a, she has a, like a mean streak. She's not in it to, to help. She's in it to destroy her enemies. That's what she's all about, which, you know, I can respect, but um, let's not pretend that all Democrats are off message here as the midterms approach that they're all uh, pursuing frivolous and irrelevant issues. Uh, We had, uh, we had our president, uh, yesterday, isn't it amazing that they let him out of the, whatever, the Oval Office or the basement in Delaware? I, I I thought they would hide him in the weeks leading up to the midterms like they did before the uh, presidential election. I thought they would say, you know, whatever, he's under the weather or he's resting or he's preparing for something. But every day he goes out there and talks and every day is more embarrassing for the nation than the, than than yesterday. 
this was, I, I had to watch this twice and, and then try to read up to figure out what the hell, what the, I mean, honestly, we know because there are midterms approaching that there's lots of major issues, very contentious, divisive issues, the border. He wants to, you know, change the demographics of the country. He opened the border. We, you know, we've almost 5 million people have entered illegally since uh, he took, took office. Almost 900 people died trying to cross the border, drowned in the Rio Grande, died in the desert last year. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about dead migrants. It's all about potential Democrat voters. So he's going to destroy, just eliminate the southern border and invite them all in. We've been following that. It's clearly, it's the top of the list of impeachable offenses when Republicans take control in January. He will be impeached. I look forward to it. But anyway, one day he's out there babbling, lying about, you know, whatever things his dad or his father said to him or things, you know, the jobs he's had and 18 wheel. I mean, just constantly making up stories. Well, yesterday he came out because he's ready to fight for a really important issue in these very divisive times. Legroom. I don't even get this. He's calling on, on airlines to what disclose whether they charge you for more legroom. I, I don't travel as much as I used to, but every time I travel, every time I book a flight, I see that option. You want to be in an exit row. You want to pay for more legroom. He's he who he hasn't flown on a commercial flight since who knows when years. And you think he ever booked his own flight or paid for his own flight? He's complaining, railing against airlines for I think for hidden fees for extra legroom. And it takes him typical Democrat. It's it's women and, and people of color hardest hit. He thinks charging for see if I get this right. Charging airlines, charging passengers for extra leg room is racist. Do I have that right? <laughs> yeah. He watched like, I don't, I don't know how you're going to go there. He, he's, he's very stupid. Very stupid. <laughs> Let, let's watch this appearance by the leader of the free world. This would have been 13 days before the midterms. We're on the brink of nuclear war. We're in a recession. Inflation's out of control. We have real issues in this country. And our president is out there fighting, I think, I think for the rights of people of color to know when they're being charged for extra leg room. I think I have that right. But go ahead. Let's listen and try to make sense of it. Decision. Some airlines, if you want six more inches between you and the seat in front, you pay more money. But you don't know it until you purchase your ticket. Look, folks, these are junk fees. They're unfair, and they hit marginalized Americans the hardest, especially low-income folks and people of color. They benefit big corporations. Wait, 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 wait. You don't know it till you purchase your ticket. That's when you're supposed to know it, right? Right. What, you're supposed to know it like three weeks in advance? First of all, anyone who travels knows there's often an option. You pick out a seat, and that seat costs more because that has more legroom. That you don't know it. What the hell is he talking about? He is on top of everything else, being just senile and and being uh, dishonest. He is ill prepared. I mean, there are people, a whole team of people, hacks making three hundred grand to supposed to prepare him, and they tell him go out there and talk about hidden fees for legroom that hit low income people and people of color. What the. <sighs> 
I don't even know where to begin with that. I mean, just so stupid. And so just when I know it's two years, we had at least two years before we can have an adult adult in that office, but can't come soon enough. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. He turns 80 soon. He's going to get worse. Was anyone sitting watching that? Finally, finally, the airline is going to be forced to disclose how much a seat costs and why you have to pay more for more leg room. What the, you know what? Only one person could top that irrelevant fool on this day. Only one person. Uh, again, we can go over the list. We got crime in the streets. You see it with the debates. Hell, the debate, uh, I, I'll say it again, the Fetterman-Oz debacle, with the disastrous performance by, by Fetterman, which hopefully will will uh, lead to a win for Oz. But, uh, they, you know, you tackle real issues. You, you're talking about war in Ukraine, southern border, crime in the streets. Um and our president's talking about legroom on airlines, and our vice president is talking about school buses. Now, I don't even know what the point of this press. Oh, oh electric school. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ah, electric <laughs> school buses. That's her obsession. She's infatuated with spending, I don't know, billions, trillions, whatever it'll cost to convert, to piss away taxpayer money, to convert, c- convert to get rid of school buses. Where do they put them all anyway? All the school buses, throw them in the ocean. Is that what they bought them in the ocean? That's what they have to do. And yeah. Cement them all. New school buses that run on coal. We don't want school buses that run on gas. We need school buses that run on coal to save the earth. She actually said that is that we're, we're here to save the planet. I mean, it's one thing if it was some guy with a PhD in meteorology who's talking about whatever, saving the planet. I'd still question them, but when you have someone with the, with the IQ uh, of this coffee cup right here, telling you about saving the planet, don't you feel like there's a little flaw there that she doesn't understand anything, but she understands climate change. It's just so silly. Anyway, I won't go off on that again. Uh, Once a week, that's my limit on my, my climate change rant. Here is your vice president. Eventually, she's going to be president in the next two and a half years. This is her yesterday talking about how much she loves school buses. I have some questions about this, real questions, but let's listen. Try to try to make sense of this. Again, second most powerful person in America. And she just loves yellow school buses. That's, I mean, I feel like I'm dealing with someone who's, you know, not all there, you know, you feel like maybe she's, I don't know, had a traumatic brain injury or something. You feel like saying, okay, we're going to get ice cream or maybe we'll get you some candy. We're going to watch, you know, cartoons. You sit there. That's our vice president, our vice president. Go ahead, play it. Your leadership mayor. Thank you for the warm welcome. So here's the thing. Who doesn't love a yellow school bus? Right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? Just, there's something about the, and, and most of us, many of us went to school on the yellow school bus, right? And it's part of, it's part of our, our experience growing up. It's part of, a, you know, a nostalgia and a memory of. Shut up. What the hell? She says, 
did she just mention joy? God plays some more, but she talks about how school buses bring joy, bring joy. I mean, I didn't like hate school or, I mean, I, I made it through school. There were good moments and bad, but do you look at a school bus and feel joy, joy? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's, I guess it's nostalgic. We all went to school. But I think two things of school bus, I think, you know, getting up and going to school and doing homework and that doesn't bring me joy. And I think today of sitting behind a school bus in traffic as it makes 73 stops. Nowadays, the school buses are like 50 feet apart. When I grew up, they were like 10 miles apart. You had to walk to the school bus. Now they're every, you know, every block at, at, or more and you have to stop and sit there and you're late and you're looking and you're, and you're like the freaking school bus. I don't think joy. I mean, she's just, I don't know if she actually believes that or she thinks that's a way to connect with people who doesn't love a yellow school bus. I don't do you, do you love, do you love yellow school buses? I often, hated, I often hated seeing them because I mean, you had to go to school. Right. And that means, you know, it's early in the morning and you see, you, know, you got to go to school and you got to get uh, do homework and you got to sit in class. Who the hell thinks that's joyous? God, is she just, well, I mean, that's just another day in the life of our vice president. Anyway, that's uh, you, you tell me, which is more embarrassing. The president saying that leg room, uh, he didn't even say leg room was racist. He said the airlines charging you for leg room, without disclosing it, which they don't do. But even if they did, how's that right? I don't even get well, the, 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 the efforts they go to, to make everything racist are just mind boggling. This won't be the, this isn't the first or last time <clears throat> that Biden always associates poor people with people of color. He says it That's all true. the time and it's really friggin' strange. As he says, poor people is just as smart as white people. Yes. Remember he said that? Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's that's the way he thinks. That's the way he thinks. Uh, but and he also thinks now heading to the election, he's going to, you know, kind of galvanize the black vote by saying, we're going to make sure they don't charge you for leg, whatever. It's, a, it's I, I got nothing else to say. They're just, two of them are just colossal embarrassments and give them another day. They'll, they'll embarrass the nation again. All right, we'll get to the Waukesha verdict and our NFL picks with Montante, this is a good, a good slate, a good weekend. I'm excited. You know how sometimes you wake up in the morning and you get a little bounce in your step. You just get a little excited because you know there's a good game later. That's I used to describe people. Oh, we got to get to Musk too. I used to describe uh, how it was when Larry Bird played. You know when they, you know when they were dominating in '84, '85, '86. You woke up and if they had a game that night of the Sixers, man, you just you were excited all day to watch. It's not that way anymore, but sometimes there's a little spark there of excitement. Tonight, Tom Brady plays, tried to avoid a three-game losing streak playing at home against Baltimore. It's on Amazon Prime, right? Ugh. But I'll put it on and stick to it. But All right, let's do uh, Shea, and then we'll do Musk and Daryl Brooks, and we'll get to our NFL picks. Well, the parties continue at Shea Concrete, the National Precast Concrete Association and Shea Concrete are presenting precast days in New England. This is a unique educational opportunity to provide students, specifiers, engineers, and contractors or anyone else interest in the precast concrete industry with an up-close and personal experience at one of New England's leading precast concrete plants. 
it's really just a party. They have food trucks. They have ice cream. You get to tour the place. You get to learn about the precast industry. All you got to do is show up. They're going to have big rig barbecue. The Cookie Monster. That's my favorite food truck. Those big ice cream cookies. All you got to do is show up at Shea, one of their plants. We've had a couple of these already. Tomorrow, on the 28th, the big one, Amesbury, the main plant in Amesbury on October 28th. Uh, you get plant tours from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then you can uh, enjoy the food trucks and hang out and meet people and learn all about the precast concrete industry that we've been telling you about for years. Or, you know what else you can do? You can look for a job. Shea Concrete is always hiring right now. They have between 15 and 20 open positions for all kinds of different people with all kinds of different skill sets. This is a great company, a great place to work. All you got to do is pass a drug test. You can go for more information at shakeconcrete.com. Elon Musk showed up at the Twitter headquarters. We, we will probably do this again tomorrow because I believe tomorrow he's going to take control. We're going to start seeing the, the effects of Musk's control. Um, a lot of questions about who will be reinstated. Will Donald Trump be reinstated? Yes, he will. Will he actually do it? Yes, he will. Despite the fact that it'll be a blow to true social Trump can't help himself. He'll want to get his message out. He's already, he's tweeting a message. She tweeting a true social, the message where Megan Kelly predicts Trump will, will beat DeSantis. She read your name on air yesterday. Who did? Megan Kelly. She did. I didn't hear that. What did she say? Uh, I can, I can pull it up. She read one of your tweets. Yeah. Glenn Beck did that earlier in the week. Glenn Beck mentioned me. I had to listen. I listened to his whole show. It's two hours long in the last minute. He mentioned me, but it was a good show. I was, I was, uh, pretty, uh, surprised how, how good, uh, Beck's show was, I think it's a radio show, uh, pre-packaged as a podcast, but it was good. And he mentioned me in the last minute. Anyway, uh, Trump's ready to do battle. It's all about Trump. DeSantis is busy winning his election in a, in a route, hopefully in, uh, in two weeks, but he'll let Trump back on. That'll be huge. I look forward to it again. I'm on record as saying, I'm not a big fan of Trump's tweets. They're usually petty and juvenile and dumb, but it will drive the left insane, which is uh, worth it. I'm all, I'm here for that. I predict, I've been predicting for a long time that the first person to be reinstated will be the Babylon B. They're the reason he bought Twitter. They're his friends. Twitter messed with them, banned them for saying Rachel Levine is a man. And since then, it, we've been moving toward this day. And I think the driving force, one of the driving forces behind it was his support of the Babylon Bee. They, he loves them. They will be the first runs reinstated Trump soon after and everyone else. And I look forward to it. Even if some of these people I don't like or don't care about because it will drive the, the left insane and there'll be Twitter employees jumping out of the windows. But all right, you got what Megan Kelly said about me. Right here. Uh, an apology and Giselle Fetterman will be the last person uh, to say anything. One of the commentators online said, uh, this is Jerry Callahan, Giselle Fetterman is a cruel, heartless, power drunk woman. A decent woman couldn't do this to the man she loves. Uh, and uh, Sagar and Jetty said, if anything, the NBC News reporter understated. Now, did it, did it move a little that Megan Kelly said your name? Yeah, I like that. Lady. <laughs> she, I wish she should invite me on. She has guests every day. I, I, come on, Megan. You want me? Bring me on. 
Uh, but I did not hear that. That's interesting. Who told you? To, I know you didn't listen to that. Um, that was tweeted out by Graham. Hold on, let me get the name. Someone did DM oh, me. Um, hold on. I'll find it. I'll find it. All right, well, uh, I'm looking forward to, to, to watching uh, to watching all the Twitter employees. Here's a, a Twitter employee yesterday. Musk hasn't done anything other than buy the company uh, so far. He walked into the lobby carrying a sink. And he said, I'm taking over Twitter. Let that sink in. It was kind of a lame little stunt, I guess. But I mean, I look forward to this. I look forward to him. He said he made uh, somebody said he was going to lay off 75% of the company. As long as he lays off the content moderation department, I'm good. Lay off those, these, these censors, these, these authoritarian leftists out in Silicon Valley who are crushing free speech. Get rid of them, let people speak freely, and you will be a national hero, Elon. That is a fact. Uh, but Stephanie Guevara, who is a uh, senior engineer at Twitter and a vegan marathon runner with her pronouns in her bio, tweeted out, Hey, Elon Musk, thanks for visiting Twitter San Francisco. Hope you enjoyed your coffee at the perch. Just one question. Was it fun to look at the faces of the people you said you'd be laying off? Oh no, maybe he should do it behind their back. What, what, he's not supposed to lay off people. He bought the company. He, he gets to choose how to run it. He wants to get rid of some of you creeps. That's his right. Yep. See, I think it'd be simple. Just move to Texas. Not Austin either. Move to rural Texas. Say we're moving for Texas. And if you want to come, you can come. The people like this aren't going to move to Texas. The vegan marathon runner with the pronouns. <laughs> Just move the whole company, Elon. You'll save a fortune. Uh, Texas will if he, welcome you with open arms. If he moves it to Texas, they need to do a reality show of everyone from San Francisco moving to Texas. That would be the uh, greatest. Do we have time? I know. Well, how many will though? Won't they just go work for some other? The amount of money they're getting to do nothing, I would. I know. I know. It, it is amazing. Do they think people will feel sorry for them when when he lays them <laughs> off? Yeah. Uh, we have this video. Do we have time for this? We have time for this video. A tour. I don't even know who posted it, but a tour of Twitter headquarters. Now, I've worked at a few offices. I'm sure you have Ironhead. You work in a very nice office right now at Studio 550. You get free coffee. I do. Right? Yeah, you Galleon get, you Coffee. Get, like waters. They treat you well. Have you ever seen anything like this? This is the tour of the Twitter headquarters out there in San Francisco, which which um, uh, Musk toured yesterday, but somebody else did a tour. Showed you what it's like to work at Twitter. Look at this place. Tell me that it's not... These these aren't the most spoiled, pampered pukes you've ever seen in your life. Go ahead, show it. Uh, Doctor David Jenkins, by the way, sent that to me. Just shout Doctor out to Jenkins uh, gives you a video tour of the Twitter headquarters. Go ahead. Welcome to a day in my life as a Twitter employee. So like this past week went to SF for the first time at a Twitter office, badged in. Honestly, took a moment to just soak everything in. What a blessing. Also started my morning off with an iced matcha from This the isn't coach. a joke. Then I had a meeting, so quickly scheduled one of these little pod rooms, which were so cool. They're literally noise canceling. Took my meeting, got ready for lunch. Look how delicious this food 
complex. Oh my goodness, I was so overwhelmed. Then made my way down to this log cabin area. I don't know what this is, but it was really cool. Played some foosball with my friends to kind of unwind a bit. Um, also found this really cool meditation room that I thought was super neat. Um, I didn't do any yoga, but they have this yoga room if you are a yogi. A meditation room and a yoga room. And, you know, free food, free coffee. I mean, this is just a day in the life. You think these people do any work? No. Oh, God. And and they all probably make 200 grand starting. And, and they, you know, it's just, and they all just sit around jerk off, you know, circle jerking each other and you know, talking about how smart they are and how they're changing the world and how they, how they suppressed, they banned Donald Trump, you know, for the good of the human race or not, something. Not everyone gets hit on by Megyn Kelly every day. You know what I mean? That's true. I hope they all get laid off. Lay them all off. Start over. Lots of people out there looking for good jobs. Elon, love to work for you. Start. I'll work in your content moderation department. If I can work remotely, I'll do it. Uh, all right, quickly, before we get to our NFL picks, there's not much to say about the Waukesha verdict. Obviously, he's guilty. Obviously, he's scum. He's going to rot in prison. They eliminated the death penalty in Wisconsin decades ago. Unfortunately, if you've ever seen anybody who deserved deserved death, it is Daryl Brooks. And uh, you know he'll be he'll be famous. There he's famous. He killed a bunch of white people, including an eight year old child, three squares a day. The guy didn't have he didn't work or anything. He'll have a computer, TV. That's where he belongs. He's going to be perfectly comfortable. It, the punishment does not come close to fitting the crime. Um, but he was convicted in like 10 minutes. The jury didn't even wait for lunch, which was good. And he didn't put on a performance. Could you believe that? I watched the verdict. I said, okay, he's going to jump up on the table. He's going to do like that transgender singer in England, and take off his clothes and start waving his wiener around. He's going to do something nutty. He did nothing. He just sat there. Look down, got his mask on. But that's how it ends. I hope some of the victims, I hope they get some solace in this. He will rot in prison as well he should. Uh, media barely covered it because, again, just white people killed. And by a guy who hated white people who, who made his feelings clear on social media, a guy who shouldn't have been out, who should have been in prison, was bailed out, was uh, released on bail. That scumbag is uh, never going to see another day outside of prison, which is good. But all right, we ready to get to our uh, NFL picks. There he is, Montante. Hey, Jerry, very, very interesting work you did earlier on New York Post uh, taking over their Twitter feed. That was that was wild. They gave me a couple good laughs. Take, I don't know what you're talking about. So you guys missed the whole story. New York Post got their Twitter feed hacked. Oh, when no kidding. They? Oh, yeah. Is oh, put out a couple of very, very, very questionable things that I cannot repeat on here. But oh, oh I saw that. I thought that yeah. <laughs> Twitter is going to be wild in the next few days. It's, I mean, the people in the building are going to sabotage things. Then we're going to oh, yeah. find out. We're going to get some inside stuff. Musk can't help himself. Sometimes he just blurts things out. You know, he's on the spectrum. We know that. Sometimes he can't help himself. Just blurts. It is going to be a wild thing to watch in the next few days. I'm I'm looking forward to it. When Trump comes back, it's going to be insane. He's got a lot of scores to settle. Anyway, uh, I look look forward to it. I'll be watching. We'll be following. Hopefully the the deal is closed. The whole thing happens. And we get to see some of these pink-haired people with the nose rings. These these walking out with their boxes in their hands and all their stuff. 
Oh, that'd be great. That'd be beautiful. That'll be great. But anyway, Montanti, I'll let you take a bow. You are on a roll of epic proportions. What are the numbers in the last three weeks? Um, so last three weeks, I believe I'm 13 and two, Jeez. 13 and two overall. I'm 11 games over 500. Craig is eight and 25, which is more impressive than nine what I'm and doing. Tw- nine and 24. <laughs> yeah. Eight and 20, eight and 25. Nine but, uh, Jared, you, you're one game over 500. I'm not even kidding. If you're at Barcelona, you'd be one of the hottest gamblers there. So for, for what that's worth. Oh, thanks. Um, but I'm excited this weekend. Some good games. Usually I think you pick one just to tweak me and you did. As you know, but <laughs> Uh, tonight, a, the best Thursday night game, at least in terms of, uh, you know, uh, keeping our interest, Tom Brady to uh, trying to avoid a three game losing streak at home, home underdog. Do I have that right? And no, it moved. It moved rapidly. Um, it was one and a half points last night when I went to sleep. Uh, I checked this morning. It swung the other way. Three points. Now Tom Brady is now giving one and a half points tonight oh, as yeah. of this morning. Give me that all day. Um, let me let me ask you something uh, as as a gambler, a very successful one so far this year. How much weight do you put in just hunches and feelings? Like everybody's saying, "Oh, Brady can't lose three in a row." I mean, that's not a tangible thing. That's just a hunch. You know, why can't he? Baltimore's you know a good team. Brady's got a, a million injuries. He's he, been struggling. You take you why take that into account. Do say time? it doesn't. It's sort of like with the Patriots. The Patriots get blown out by uh, Chicago at home. Now they're on the road against the Jets. They're favored. And people say, Belichick can't lose again like that. I'm going with Belichick. That doesn't make any real sense. It's like not a tangible thing. Do you place weight in it anyway? Yeah, it goes It goes both ways. So obviously all signs are pointing to this game. Um, Tom Brady looks like he's finally his age. Uh, Baltimore is a very, very good team. So your average person would see this line and go, oh my God, they, they would take it before it changes because they think it's such a good value pick. That sometimes you have to fight temptation, and that's what I'm doing with this. Yeah, you do. You do take because common sense and the line don't always line up, and then you have to wonder why is this not lining up? What are they trying to do here? And more often than um, not, if you did look at it that way, you'll you'll come off on the right side. Tom Brady is 14 and three on Thursday night football. Does that mean anything mm-hmm. to you? Yeah, absolutely. Primetime, primetime TV, 1,000 percent. When he's the only it's not game just on primetime, it's Thursday night football, which I always think. The, you know, the games have been ugly for years because guys are still hurt and sore and tired. They're not prepared. So you're not, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And a guy like Brady, it tends to favor the mentally tough. That's it. You're you coming know, off a short always- week. You're coming off a short week. So he doesn't need all the time to prepare. He can go out and go to, you know, weddings and whatnot. He has more football in his brain than, you know, coaches can ever even attain. So I think this big time uh, is going to give him the edge here. You're going with uh, Tom Brady. I am too. Uh, but the big yep. question is, what about Ironhead? See, I want to, especially now that getting points, I want to go at Tampa, but that makes me think I should take Baltimore. So I'm going to go with Baltimore. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Uh, let's do the Patriots next. Weird. I assumed when the Patriots game was over, they'd be underdogs against the Jets. And I'm like, that, that, when's the last time they were underdogs uh, versus the Jets? They're on the road at the Jets and they're favored. Is that just because Chicago kicked their ass? So a lot going in. So Vegas has been underplaying uh, the Jets. I believe the Jets have covered almost four weeks in a row now. So they don't, they're not so on the Jets. They think the record's kind of fluky. Um, I'm a Jet fan. I'm on cloud nine right now. We haven't had a competent team since I was, you know, walking to school in high school. Chad um, but they're telling you a lot here, too. The line moved, too. It was one and a half last night when I sent out the lines. It's now two and a half. It's almost over a field goal spread. Vegas is telling you two and a half. 
by two and a half on the road after that performance on Monday night. After that debacle, yes. Weird. That makes me feel like I have to take the Patriots because it's just you're, so. You're, start, you're, you're starting to get it, Jerry. Yes. Right. I'm a Jet fan. I'm a Jet fan. I hope to be wrong on this. I don't think I am. I'm on the Pats minus two and a half. I would love to be wrong, but I, I see what they're doing here, and I'm, I'm going to take their signs. Yeah. Okay, me too. I agree. Ironhead? I'm agreeing with you. I will never take the Jets, especially when Montante's around. So I can't do that. Yeah, Matante, are you a real Jet fan or are you like a Mike Greenberg? Oh, yeah. No, fan? no, no. I'm a I'm a humongous Jet fan. It's just been debilitating the last decade because we're so goddamn bad. I haven't been interested Two in the decades. Jets into into. Uh, oh, shut up, Craig. Um, <laughs> in this long, so it's good to see them here. And I would love to be wrong on this, but I don't know. This is scary, I, scary spot. I, I believe it. I respect that. But uh, you know what I hate is these fake, like Mike Greenberg. I was just watching ESPN. He's pretending, oh, let's cross your fingers, my Jets. I'm like, you don't care about the Jets. And like Stephen A pretending he's a Knicks fan. It's all just performance theater. Uh, Anyway, next game, I got your text right here. So it's Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. I'm going with Pittsburgh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were doing this little, I I read this, you know, you're very, uh, you're a little shyster. That's very funny. Poke fun at Montante for being illiterate. Yeah. (laughs) So the lines, the line is Pittsburgh getting 10 and a half in Philadelphia in Lincoln financial. I I can't believe that they're, that the Pittsburgh is a double digit underdog in a game like this in Pittsburgh, who, uh, uh, almost beat the dolphins who, Beat the Bucks. Who's Pittsburgh? They're tough. They're gritty. We we saw it the other day in Miami. I gotta go with uh, Pittsburgh. I don't see him getting just blowed out. You, uh, Philly. Listen, I'll, I've been right on Pittsburgh a lot. I was right last week, and Craig said it shouldn't count because it was so close. He should get the win. That's not how gambling or life works, <laughs> Craig. Um, but no, listen. Uh, the way I'm doing this, and follow me here for your mathematician at home. Um, I don't see the Eagles uh, scoring under 30 points and I don't see Pittsburgh getting to 14 points. So if you do the math, I think they cover by six points at least. So I'll take the 10 and a half and I won't be nervous about this at all. I think they're covering from halftime on easy. You want Philly? Oh yeah. Eagles. I can't. That is way too many points, dude. You seem way too comfortable with that many points. I don't like that. I just gave you the math. I know I, I got your dumb math, but I also know where you placed in out. your in your fucking class. So don't give me okay, that. Okay, who do you who do you pick, Ironhead? Go ahead, make I'm a go, choice. I'd go with Pittsburgh. There's too many points. Oh damn it! No, I'm on. I'm hot now. Remember. And lastly, the game <laughs> everyone's talking about: the Raiders oh. at the Saints. Is this even on TV? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think I think you get it on YouTube TV. It'll be streamed live there. <laughs> uh, who's playing quarterback for the Saints, Montata? You must know this. Uh, as of right now, it looks like it's going to be Dalton again. All right, I'm oh, taking the Raiders. I'm going with the Raiders. <laughs> that scares me because we all agree on this. But, yeah, I mean, Las Vegas, uh, I thought they are going to be better than they were this year, but New Orleans is number 28 against the pass. I still like Mr. Carr. I trust Mr. Adams. And they're 17 against the running back. Uh, running back's pretty good for, for Vegas. I think New, New Orleans stinks. I don't care where they're playing. Raiders fans travel well. Us all being on this kind of gives me a little trepidation, but even a blind squirrel is going to find a, you know, a nut once in a while. No, no, but Craig, no, I think no. you got this don't, one here. Don't give us those fucking philosophy quotes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look how quick you are to defend the blind. All right, just because you produce a podcast for one doesn't mean you have to you know, take it easy over there. But, yeah, no, uh, we're, we're all, all, we're all in on the uh, Raiders. Uh, according to ESPN this morning, there's a 90% chance Mac Jones starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Belichick is messing with the media saying, We'll see how it goes in practice. Do you, guys, do you guys think that ball hit the wire? Yes. 
Um, I did, but then I changed. I say no. That would be wild if it did. And what would it, if that does happen in a game where it's blatant? You can't. Would it be like when the ball hits the uh, on a punt in Jerry World where it hits the fucking scoreboard? Did I think it's just, the play? it's just a redo. But if you watch it, it does. It ticks down a little. It's, it's, it's a that weird was a bad throw, regardless. It was such a terrible was, throw, but it's also the. I don't think it would have been picked. No. Well, yeah. which, but here's the problem Belichick has. If you yanked him for that last week. What does he have to do to get yanked again? I mean, if he goes out there and throws yeah. two picks or fumbles or they just getting their ass kicked, does he get yanked again? Is that how it works every yeah. week? It's, He's on a short leash. It's kind of like it's kind of like they're doing like a high school offense where you know you're rotating you know possessions, which is very unlike Belichick, very not professional. Uh, I'm curious to see how short this leash is, but listen, it's Max Jobs to lose, um, so he's better take control of it. And I think he made this week. Uh, I think this is a bad spot for my Jets, but listen, I love seeing you guys flip flop at quarterback. It's hilarious. It's nice to be on the other side for once. And I, I think Belichick likes something about Zappi he really likes. That's why he made the move, which is always going to be hanging over Mac Jones's head. Mm-hmm. That's not good, but it's... it's it could it's, be good. That could be good. Might it's fire, interesting. Fire him up. You know, gives, well, they're in last place. They're going to be... They'll probably be out of the playoff race soon. And he, won't we'll take a, he won't take a practice off the rest of the year, I'll tell you that much. That's true. That's true. Next time he'll get that surgery when they tell him to get the surgery. All right, Montante, thanks. Congratulations. Are you really putting real money on this? Because you must be just rolling. Oh, no, I have. No, like I said, uh, I explained to people, I have a real gambling problem. So I can pick my, if I could just have discipline and just pick what I know, I could, I wouldn't have to work. But if something's on and I'm bored, guess what? I'm popping a beer and I'm betting on it. Could be the hot dog. Are you betting on the World Series? (sighs) Baseball. I, I have, I have Houston. Um, to win the to win the series in six, just because them to win the series is minus one eighty. It's too much. I don't want to lay that much, so I got them plus money um, to win in six. I'm rooting for Houston just because. Well, first of all, Philadelphia fans are obnoxious, but oh. secondly, Mattress Mac, Mattress Mac is going to make seventy five million dollars if the Astros yeah. win. And did he place and he that on like a good guy. Did he place that bet on Barstool? Do we know? Because I know he 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 places his money different places. I don't know, I don't know where, where he bet it, but look it up. Uh, he's got the ticket. He's going to make 75 million bucks. He's the biggest gambler in yeah. America, and he seems to have a good time. He, I'm sure he's your hero, your idol. Uh, man, that guy is, uh, I, I don't even know how you could watch with 75 million riding on it. I'd, I'd lose my mind, but it'll be fun to watch him win. And I don't know. We'll, we'll find out which uh, which casino, which, uh, which bookie he's going to bankrupt, but it, that will be fun. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see. But, gentlemen, thank you again. Craig, hopefully you can finish over 500 one of these weeks. 4-0, baby, 4-0. <laughs> yeah. All right, gentlemen. All right, take thanks, your win ins and get some hand plugs, you loser. All right, that's Montante. You can follow him on Twitter. It's weird. Montante with a with a number zero instead of an O, right? Do I have that right? Yeah, it's he keeps getting banned, <laughs> so he has to keep uh, making Montante. new accounts. Well, no, not more. no more, no more. Now that Elon's taking over, you don't get banned for saying dumb stuff. Hopefully, you know, it's going to suck if Musk turns out to be a fraud, just turns out to be like all the rest of the big tech oligarchs. But uh, we'll, we're, we're hopeful at this point. What's your uh, Twitter handle, Ironhead? At Craig VGS. At Craig VGS. If you want to follow him, I am at Jerry Callahan. And you can follow the show is The Callahan Show. We're all on there on Twitter and uh, we're ready to celebrate when Musk takes, I'm going to, I'm going to misgender some people. I am going to nominate <laughs> Rachel Levine as man of the year. It's not original, but I'm going to tell the real story about Rachel Levine, Richard Levine from, uh, 
from uh, Wakefield. Was it Wakefield? Yes. Woburn, Lexington, Wakefield. Wakefield. Went and tell the real story. He was a man. Ah, he was a he was a man until like you know six years ago. He's got kids, got a wife, and now he's a celebrated female admiral. Uh, we weren't allowed to tweet about him. That's what got Babylon B banned. But things are changing, and uh, it will be fun to watch. But we'll leave it there for today. Um, thanks to everybody for watching and listening and commenting, and uh, thanks to you, Ironhead. Tomorrow. Only on Locals. Join us. Go to Callahan.locals.com. That is our Friday show. No commercials. You know, uh, Ironhead swears and stuff. He plays the piano with his penis. He's going to do that tomorrow. Only on Locals. Join us. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.